can't, but if you can, that's Love Talk Radio. Let's see what happens. <laughs> the show will just be one of us. I know what it's doing. Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I'm your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. <laughs> now you're going to mess with me. Mess with you. We right. may be in the midst of some technical difficulties, so Shocker. Shane's going to play yeah. that uh, <laughs> to try and mess right. with me, except that you're sitting right there, so yeah, I can you see. Yeah, totally hear me. Right. I can hear you whether I can hear you or not, because yeah. you're right there. Right. Um, actually, I can kind of, I can hear myself now. So yeah, I, I don't know. There's what, some I don't know what's going I'm on. There's some sort of glitch, but hopefully, uh, both our voices are actually making It'd be a funny show. Making it would be a cool show. It, it would was, be. <laughs> I'd go. So tell me about that, Shane, and then it <laughs> would right. just be some dead air. Dead air. Uh, this week we're doing Gravity, and uh, we're a little behind the times. Yeah, what, because what, it's uh, Gravity came out last week, yeah. and. Under different circumstances, we might have just kind of skipped to something that was brand new right. this week, but gravity is too big. Right. So right. Uh, it, it just worked out that we're we're going to stick with that. Uh, we took a week off last week. I went on a sci-fi press tour thing, so right. I'll shout out to sci-fi. I got to tell you, um, not that anyone cares about this or knew this was coming when they tuned in, but uh, <laughs> since this is what I did, I went to uh, – tour the set of Helix mostly. Um, we went to Being Human too and did a Q&A with the people on Being Human, but the main idea of it is that, you know, that's their new show coming is Helix. Right. And, you know, it looks really good. It yeah. actually does. We saw, like, uh, behind the scenes, we talked to the people involved, and uh, Billy Campbell is uh, kind of the big name of, like of the show. There are other people who have done other things. There are some people who have done practically nothing that, you know, they're going to be new faces to the overwhelming majority of people. Right. But there are people you've seen in other things, but Billy Campbell's like the big name. Yeah. But uh, talk to the creator about the show and what happened and saw a bunch of, uh, you know, you get glimpses of stuff. So that's going to happen because there's that, there's prop, that prop, right? <laughs> and, uh, and it it actually looks really cool. Yeah. It's strange. It's one of those shows that uh, it could go wrong in a right. really bad way. Well, but if people know him from anything, it's going to be the Rocketeer, right? Like that's <laughs> I, where he's probably most known. Or... I I think TV is where is he's more TV? most okay. done. Because uh, there's probably a bunch of Phil and he, William. He, he was out there. he was on uh, several. Yes, and that's the trivia I learned for the day is that he goes by Ollie. So Ollie. So when you All meet right. him. Just say uh, Ollie and make a note up, of that. Yeah. Um, I got to look up Bill Campbell now. Yeah, it was really funny. Um, yeah, he's he was in uh, a bunch of TV, and okay. people are going to know him from TV. The Rocketeers, like a jillion years ago. Wow. Anyway, but good. go ahead and date me. That's fine. Uh, yeah, well, I'm dating myself anyway. But uh, so so we're doing Gravity, and I I don't know that we have anything else, and we've been away for so long that you know we'll just jump in. Ollie. We did we did actually get uh, some some emails about cool. the last show we did, we covered a lot of TV or at least I did. Yeah. And we promised people that when we came back, you would have seen agents of shield. Right. 
And we totally lied to them. We totally lied. I'm going to see it today. <laughs> and for a, number, for, a number of, for a number of goofy reasons, none of which are earth-shatteringly important and actually are absolutely ridiculously mundane. I just haven't seen it. Right. But I, I told you last night that you were responsible for the first five days of me not seeing it because you took the wind out because of my sail so hard. <laughs> it was like a sucker punch in the playground. You hit me right in the stomach with it, and I was like, oh, but I, I got busy work, and then I was on the road. I just got back from Boston yesterday. So right, I've been away from my DVR. Sure, and I don't exist with the the Hulu stuff. So yeah, that's that's what we'll stick with. Yeah, so tomorrow, um, tomorrow. <laughs> I'm a, I can't get it out of my head that your mic not might not be working. <laughs> awesome. So now you well now we could maybe see if anybody's out there listening. Yeah, exactly. Call in. I can't say it. If I say it, (laughs) the question is, can we hear you? Right. If anybody. Yeah. uh, Call in. Jump in the chat. If you happen to be live and it's just me. Right. (laughs) Just go. uh, No, no, no. There's no shame. Right. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know what happened with uh, all the stuff. And, and, you know, it's uh, one of those awesome technical things that nothing is different as far as anyone knows. Right. Except that it might not be working. Yeah. So th- that's a uh, great entertainment value for yeah. the listeners. They can hear us babble about right. whether or not we can hear each other. I'm like your. I'm like it's like that comic strip that when they take Garfield out and it's just John, <laughs> Garfield minus Garfield, and you're just walking around talking to me, and I'm just like this ghost. It's perfect. Yeah, it's great. Um, I'm sure we'll get lots of letters. <laughs> so Gravity, um, you know, it's funny because this is a movie that, to a certain extent kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Because this is not the movie that, you know, if you go to the theater every week like we do. Right. <laughs> it's probably a different world for regular yeah. folk, right? But yeah. this is not the movie that you can't stop seeing the trailer of it for like the last five months, right? right? It's right. not something that's getting pushed outrageously. Yeah. It's not, um, you know, I I caught a few TV spots for the last couple of weeks, maybe, mm-hmm. but it's not it, it's not the thing that was just getting massive marketing. Right. But then, as soon as it came out, it just exploded. People yeah. people reviewed it so positively yeah. that I mean, it has just completely exploded, and everybody seems to keep loving it. Right. You know, it's one thing when it explodes for a little while, and then everyone goes, eh, yeah, right. that wasn't well, that we great. we said this last night, which is the last time I remember this happening, was Zero Dark Thirty, when a film yeah. came out, and universally everyone was like, yeah, it's perfect, it's right. great. And we are not so much on and, that. And, but, then, and then everybody kept loving it for a while. You, and then Zero Dark Thirty eventually got a little backlash going, yeah, finally. Yeah, but right. but we for, a while, for a while, it, it was really it. was and just we everyone were, loved and it. And we were watching it because we see, a sh- you know, we see a ton of films, and it's very rare that something comes out that everybody gets behind. Right. Like you said, this is one of those. And, you know, both movies... Uh, since you throw that out, both of those movies where it's this huge, just like, you know, uh, Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic, it's like through the roof and yeah. everything, and everybody seems to pretty universally love it. Yeah. You've got those two movies to look at. Neither one of those movies did I go into with a, a whole lot of right. expectation. I, I was hoping Gravity would be really good, but I wasn't going to it going, yes, this yeah. is going to be awesome. Right. Or, right. And the same thing with Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. Yeah. That for me is you like were, as good as it was going to be. I wasn't going to love it. No matter that yeah. could be as 
how could be the best anyone could make it. You could yeah. you could you know pick your own director and have them do it however right. you want and make it perfect. And <laughs> right. I it would still only be so good to me. Yeah. I just right. the premise it's just that not one. my thing. Right. Yeah. And this one I was looking forward to a bit more. Yeah. Um, than that one, but uh, I have to confess probably right away just just to get it out of the way and people will talk about it but i'm not a huge sandra bullock fan right and you know i just for whatever crazy reason you know that everyone has certain actors that just don't do it for them one way or another and i just don't believe her in anything that she's in i don't think i've ever seen her in anything where i thought she was great yeah and i thought she was doing a great job or you know, whatever, whatever. like whatever, right. it, if she's doing something really serious or if she's doing something crazy comedic or she's in, you know, nonsensical stuff right. like uh, Miss Congeniality and yeah. those like slapsticky things. I don't believe she's anyone. I mean, right. I don't believe for whatever reason, I just I just can't get behind her and she doesn't do it for me. She was better than she usually is in this for me. Yeah. But when she gets to, like, the very dramatic moments, and even when she's in, like, the very serious kind of, uh, you know, I don't know, she has to be really tough and get through things. Yeah. I don't believe she'd do it. I I think she would have died. I mean, if it like, the character she was playing, I did not believe she... Spoiler alert. She pulls it all off, right? Right. Yeah, spoiler, she doesn't die. She doesn't die there. Um, I just, I don't know why I just can't get behind her... For whatever reason, she just doesn't come through for me. And the weird thing is, is that she could actually be really like that. Yeah. I mean, like Sandra right. Bullock could really be, but right. she can't convince me that she is. Right. <laughs> She's not that great of an actress then. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. But but then you don't even have to act, right? I mean, right. if you're, you're just, just playing you're just yourself. In your marks. I'm looking through her film stuff and I'm, I'm kind of cringing looking back and seeing all the stuff that she's done. I'm not wild about anything for a decade. No. Like, strangely right. enough, like, all of it is kind of like Hope Floats and the Lake House and all these things that are, like, better than ABC Family, but not great. But not be. quite. They're not, like, right. big opening weekend things, but. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. She just, uh, she just doesn't do it for me, and she has plenty of fans, and she doesn't care that I don't like her. <laughs> there are plenty of people who love her and awesome think that she's was, great. If she right? called in. Right. We got a call what are you talking about? Her. It would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. I would love to have that conversation with her. But that just kind of goes, you know, that's just background in my watching Well, that certainly would go experience, about, your, right? about your grade because she's, she's arguably the star of the film. So, well, yes, she's definitely. Arguably. The, she, she, well, whatever. I would argue, but. Anyway. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so because she's in it, you're yeah, going to give it the, a. Uh, the yeah. special effects are the star yeah. of the movie. Um, so we're supposed to jump in with the grades. Mm-hmm. So. I am pretty much three. Yeah. I I was, I wanted to be three and a half, and I'm like three, three and a quarter, but I know you hate the quarter stuff, so right. I, can, I can settle on three. Well, you don't have to. You can be no, three and a half if you want. No, I meant like I was three and a quarter, but I, you know, we used to hate right. putting that stuff up on there. But I, I, I tend to waver between three and a half and three and a quarter. It's a little better than three for me, but it's not quite three and a half. So right. I'm right in the middle of it. And and it's a, it's a very strange way to get a rating for me mm-hmm. because I, I I go back and forth with this movie like during every minute that I think about this movie <laughs> yeah. half of that minute 
is thinking about how horrible it is. Mm -hmm. And it's not. It's not ultimately a horrible movie, but no. it has lots of horrible stuff, yeah. I think. Yeah. And, you know, the other half of the minute is going, it has this great stuff. Right. And it's it's really back and forth. And I think I think this actually would get a little bit higher score in the ultimate grade for me if there was a story. Yeah. And there just really isn't a story. So... Uh, as we start going through the movie, we should tell you the story. Right? <laughs> right. It'll be very quick because well, yeah. and and the the minuscule stuff is we saw it last night. Right. We saw it in 3D, which was right. great. The 3D was the really 3D cool. The 3D really makes it. This is and, one of those uh, times where you really got to consider CG. Yeah, and not only is 3D really good, but the 3D is really good in a really cool way. Right. It's yeah. It's really good 3D. A lot of what's really great about the 3D is like depth. Yeah. Like, not that stuff is coming out at you and you're going, ooh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to jump now, right, or whatever. But it's like you can see all the depth and yeah. stuff, and it's it's really cool. Yeah. And apart from when she starts crying and the tears, like, float out yeah. at you, you oh, know. Oh, God, I couldn't wait to bring that, that up. That was the only one that I <laughs> that I could really think of that was, Pandemic. you know, stuff's coming out yeah, at me or whatever. Yeah. But other than that, it's it's a really cool kind of 3D. But, and until stuff really starts exploding, like you see in the trailer, and debris is just everywhere, right. it, it really is helpful because you're just you're looking at a planet and a space station and a couple astronauts. And that, right. that depth really helped right. like kind of establish how far they were to each other. Which right, and it, it's almost like... Uh, it's almost like, you know, looking at constellations from right. the ground. Right. Except, you know, if you had depth, they're like nowhere near no, each other. Yeah. But everything just looks like it's, it's 2D, flat. right? Yeah, and and there's you're out in space and is how far is that? Yeah. Because you have right. nothing to compare it to. There's no, you know, if it's in 2D, there is some stuff that I think would be a little weird in 2D. So. It's it's like the 3D really weird, yeah. it is a you know, you want to see it in 3D. Yeah. And, uh, you know, other than that, uh, you know, everybody already knows, like, that, and we already said, like, Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic, yeah. and the critics love it, yeah. audiences love it, everybody loves yeah. it, and everyone's talking about how it's the greatest thing yeah. that ever happened. Um, so, you know from the trailers that it's all this space she's an astronaut obviously bad stuff's going to happen when you get into the movie uh basically you walk right into the movie when they're already at the hubble telescope yeah and they're already outside of the space shuttle with the big arm there and george clooney has his like super cool jet packy thing yeah. that he's just cruising around like him buzz basically lightyear. he looks like buzz Lightyear yeah. flying around just like and he's and he's really just Screwing around. He is. I he's mean, just, he's just taking a spacewalk. Right. There's uh, th there's one guy who's doing something. Right. He's in a red shirt. And the, yeah, there's there's yeah. a red shirt guy. Yeah. And there's Sandra Bullock is doing something to the telescope. She is there because I don't know. She invented some She's like imaging system this, yeah. or whatever, and. It comes from hospitals, but then this is the right. branch this is off news. of this imaging thing. Who knows? And and basically, like, she wins the prize of you get a trip to the Hubble telescope. It, it's easier to teach her to fly in the space station than it is to teach somebody who's an astronaut to do Everything else she knows, right. right. So they're just like, look, you got to go up. Right. So uh, she spent, like, six months or, you know, whatever, yeah. and she learned to fly. Right. And uh, so she's messing with stuff on the telescope. Yeah. 
And George Clooney is got this super duper thing strapped to him yeah. where he can fly himself around basically. Yeah. And he can be like free and untethered and control where he's going so he right. can just be completely free. Mm-hmm. And he really is this we no one ever says it, but this is clearly his last mission. Right. And he's been on a lot and he's veteran, you know, uh, astronaut guy who's been around a while. Right. And everyone knows who he is and they're talking to Houston and Houston is sick of his stories and and <laughs> because he's they're obviously him, been right. there. Yeah. Right. Right. And he really is just screwing around. He's right. just flying around on this little thing, going zipping around yeah. and everything and hooray. And they get this uh, message from Houston that now, actually, as I'm remembering this, I can't remember if it was China. Was it China? It was Russia first. Okay, Russia, Russia shot up, the rocket. They blew up a, a space station of theirs. They was, blew up yeah. one of their own satellites. Right. And uh, what supposedly happens is that that unexpectedly created this chain reaction where the debris from that satellite started destroying other satellites. Right. And then it was just this big chain reaction of yep. uh as you know there are eight million satellites right. around right. Yeah. going around the earth and uh they all you know all this debris is now created and it's this massive you know just kind of i guess wave of little bullets flying right. flying yeah. around That's how it looks, space yeah and so they get the message get they, the hell out of yeah. there and they start trying to get back into the – and uh, meanwhile, there are a couple more astronauts that are just still in the space still shuttle. Still doing stuff, yeah. Um, but, you know, we don't really have contact with them or whatever. But it's not like just these three people right, flew right. a space shuttle up and whatever. <laughs> right. Um, but so they get the, the message that this is coming, and they're like, go, go. And they're trying to get back to the space shuttle, and they there's no way they have time. And just all the stuff comes. And tears everything yeah. apart. And what eventually happens right at that beginning is uh, Sandra Bullock gets disconnected yeah. from everything yeah. and just starts Tether, floating away. Right. Yeah. Meanwhile, everything is just getting pummeled and destroyed and the yeah. space shuttle itself is getting destroyed yeah. and, and everything like that. And then you've got... Uh, George Clooney, we don't know what happens to him for a little while, but then eventually he comes and with his little suit and right. and yeah. finds Get her there. and right. and saves her, and everyone else is dead. Right. And now you've got uh, he eventually gets tethered tethered up with her, and now you've got we're floating out in space, and he's got a little tiny suit thing that he yeah. can propel him. Right. And she's in her spacesuit tethered to him, and, okay, go. We have to get back to Earth. Now it's basically, let's stay alive. And the space shuttle's been destroyed, and what are your options? And what can you do? And then... And then, you know, hilarity ensues. Then it's... uh, George Clooney says, uh, we've got about 90 minutes until this comes back around, which I thought was really kind of interesting. Like, that is like some math yeah. that you can do in your head. Right, right. And, yeah. And it's really, and man, it's like 90 minutes, bam. Yeah. He was like exactly was right. Close, that yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was cool in itself, too. But, uh, so yeah. he like sets the clock for 90 minutes. She's only got so much air left in her suit. 
they've got a and so they try to get to the international space station and they're like see it's over there now all we have to do is get over there yeah and uh you know it's there's weird stuff going on right there that they don't talk about really like uh you know what do objects in orbit do and how do they how do they act and how do they move and what happens to them and and it's all it's all very strange but but that's the idea they have to they're thinking if we get there we can be saved right one way or another his theory is um the space station has these like escape Escape pods yeah and his theory is that they get there, they can take the space pod or the escape pod and, uh, you know, get out of Dodge right. because we still don't know what's going on. And and obviously, after all these satellites are destroyed, you know, there's no communication with right. Houston anymore. There's just them. And, you know, I don't even know how spoilery things are or, or what is a spoiler. Right. But... Eventually, it's just Sandra Bullock. Right. <laughs> we'll we'll say that, right? Yeah. And uh, and she doesn't know what she's doing. Right. She's, she's got just a she's very just a doctor, very limited yeah. experience where there are certain things that she knows only because when you go through the training, they're going to show you everything to a certain degree. Right. Like, uh, you would kind of think they wouldn't, right? right? Like, we don't need to show you how to fly anything, right? right? You're Why you're going to go up there, right. and that and this is what you need. You don't need to know anything because their, there's eight different pilots yeah. or, you and know, whatever. Even their worst-case scenario is, well, you can still talk to Houston. Like, even right, that right. is like, we could talk you down. Right. No. No, we've, take, we've yeah. taken care of that. Because that that is what you would actually think. If this person right. was going up into space, you would think that, even the worst thing that happened, we'll just tell you what to do, right? right? Yeah. But uh, so she's on her own, and she has to get back, and and it, and like I said, there's not really a story. Right. That that's all the story that there is. And you know, we brought up just a couple minutes ago, Castaway. It's yeah. it's kind of like that. Yeah. There's no story except that he's there, and he has to survive, has to live and sleep, and, and figure out how to get back to right humans or whatever, but there's no story. In this one, we throw in a couple of things, almost like we're pretending to have a story because uh, we've got uh, her. She has a daughter who died Mm -hmm. when her daughter was four, I think, and like fell on a playground in like a freak accident and died. And so she's got that going on. Yeah. And we, she kind of eventually a big part of the movie is that as crazy and and near death as this whole experience might be the real problem for her is that it's too much time to think right she's forced to just sit there and do nothing yeah. and then she has to think and then she doesn't like what she thinks <laughs> and then she gets to uh, one point where during the movie where it's kind of like uh, I don't know what else to do, and the hell with it. Right. Especially because I've had all this time to think. Right. And it's only like an hour and a half. 
but she's got an hour and a half where she's in. She's basically in, you know, like the sensory deprivation tank of right. space. Right. And that's a good way to put it. Actually, and there's nothing else you can do except think. Right. And and she's got nothing, and she can't handle it. She and the movie, for all she, intents and purposes, is real time. Like we're led to believe, right? It's, it's not really, quite, not exactly, but, but we're led to believe that it's pretty close. But to, it's pretty close, yeah. and it's uh, it's not like you see absolutely everything that happens. Right. Right. But it is kind of close, and it's you know, early on in the movie, we set our watch to ninety minutes. Yeah, and when we get there, right. there's still plenty of the movie left. Right. It's not like and, it, and it's a 90 minute movie. Right. Exactly. So it's not it's not exactly. There are some things where, and I think they did a pretty good job of this, uh, deciding when and how to do it. Like there are some things where, um, at one point, she's uh, she's at the International Space Station. She's stuck in this little pod thing. And she doesn't have her suit on anymore because right. as soon as she got in, she took that off, and, yeah. and that was fantastic. And uh, But she's in there without her clothes, and she goes, ugh. And then the next thing you see is, like, the hatch door opens, right. and she's got her suit back on. So, so clearly, right. we lap. skipped some time right. there. Yeah. But it's stuff like it's that. Clever. That's how they yeah. how they get past a bit of time. Yeah. So that when 90 minutes supposedly happens, you don't go, what the hell? That, right. was, that was never 90 minutes. minutes. Yeah, right. right. So that that's all pretty good. And and that's really all there is yeah. in the movie. It's yeah. it's kind of like trying to tell the plot of Castaway <laughs> right. in, in, in a similar way because island. there isn't any. Right. There, there isn't really any plot. There's no story. Yeah. Except in the sense that – and I think a sense that uh, kind of bothered you and, and a sense that – bothered me too so yeah. it's not like i'm right. throwing not you under the bus right, right? Yeah. but there is a certain sense in which uh alfonso coron mm-hmm. thinks that he's doing something really badassly deep here yeah and in in a in a kind of you know it seems like there's nothing going on right kind of like castaway right except there's all this subtext that I'm working in, and now yeah. it's like really awesomely deep. But, but there still isn't a story. There's, right. there's. I've decided that I'm, you know, throwing out all these metaphors, and this yeah. is all, this is this, and that is that, and then it's all just, you know, the story of life and how to live it and everything <laughs> or whatever, yeah. right? Right. And except that that doesn't make a story, no. but. Theoretically, it makes something more interesting happening in the movie beyond just stuff exploding and, it, and crashing. It would have worked better if there had been a story. Like you're not. Right. It's, this is not just a pet peeve of yours that I'm not dialed into. I mean, this is a spectacle. This is a fantastic spectacle. And like you said, in some ways, it's maybe the best advertisement for IMAX showings ever. Right. Like, but all of that works well in addition to having a story there versus. Just okay. I live. Right. You know, go there, climb here. It seems like everyone is always out of breath, uh, falling, weightless. You know, kind of weightlessly, like tumbling and trying to grasp something. Right. Or things are flying at them. Right. And that's you know, again, that's kind of castaway, which is like great. You know, you got the weather, the elements, where you're going to sleep, what are you going to eat. Right. Right. Not really a big story there. So all that other stuff, that imagery, which did bug me, especially the last one, didn't bug me as much. I just was so kind of lost to the film at that point. The very, that very, very last one? Yeah, the yeah. very last one, which was supposed to be all 
evolution. And, and, and you know, here the thing but, about the last one that bugged me the most is that you know, eighty percent of people will get nothing out of it right, anyway. Right. I mean, right. It just, uh, I think, is going to be lost. When when I watched it, and you know, not because you know most people are stupid or anything right. like that. We're not patting ourselves on the back. For no, this. no. I mean, it's, it's just that. I think that the vast majority of people won't even pay attention right. enough They'll see at her, that point yeah. to think into the metaphor that he's very clear. It's obvious. Those right? that do. You thought it was obvious, right? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was going to no, say. It's, I could, it's completely obvious. Those who right. get it will go, well, duh, of course right. it's completely obvious. Right. But a lot of people won't, no. I don't think. A lot of people, and like I said, not because people are – not no. because most people are dumb, although – I. Most people are <laughs> most people are something, yeah. but they're just not going to be you know right. paying that kind of attention or they don't you know they're not they're uh, almost looking at the movie in a kind of Michael Bay right you know kind of just spectacleness and right. the, you know they're not going to care well even, and even though even though the whole fetal position clearly one, yeah. like triggers everything right. right I mean it's like. You thought you were watching this, but right. now I'm clearly displaying yeah, that yeah. you're watching something else and try to find my you were, uh, metaphors. You, or were, you were funny about that last night talking about it. And you're like, so she gets into a place of safety. She gets into one of these stations and she can get out of her suit for the first time. And what she does is you see this kind of like aliens Ripley thing where now you believe all women in space are just wearing briefs and like a small T-shirt. Right. So, OK, that's fine. And instead of figuring out how to help George Clooney, who's in very big danger at this very moment, right? she decides to stretch, yawn, and kind of get all fetal. And this, this baby fetal life imagery thing starts happening while Matt Kowalski and, is and in the, danger. And then apparently and your she falls asleep. Yeah, right. Again, and, that's another very nice right. way of time elapse because it does – Right, because time, you but. get you get the idea that she you know she fell asleep for a little bit, right, and then and that makes perfect sense. Hopefully, she woke but, up right, right yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. So you don't as we jump to the next scene, you don't know exactly how long right how long that was, and and that part of it I thought was cool. Yeah, I did like too. let her fall asleep or yeah. something. And and I did say this as we walked out of the theater. Um, if we had just kind of done the thing where. She fell asleep. First of all, I don't want her to do it right then for exactly the reason that you said. Because right. I want her to get into that thing and go, I could still go get him. I can get him, right. Right. And, and her problem is when when she does get in there and she tries to talk to him and then he doesn't respond. Right. And then she's like, now we're at a different level of how in the hell would I find him, right? Right. And, you know, so that's okay, right? And even if she could find him, if she just jets off in this thing, yeah, then what? Right. I mean, what if she doesn't Ooh, find him? Right. She's not in, you know, she's not in Star Trek, and she can just right. start flying around. Know. She's in like a little tiny and it's, pod and, thing. And one thing they've done perfectly well, especially when she gets lost in the first few minutes of the of the movie, is you know he has to find her by her using like a light beacon, and he's like, okay, I've got you. And this is a guy right, right. who's got tons of experience. There's no roads in space. Like, right. It's just empty everywhere. And right. at this point, he's like a star. Like he's... And and when he finds her, right, she, by the time he, he gets to her, she's really far away. Yeah, she's mo – yeah. And, you know, you're like – you're just one of the little you're dots. Like, yeah. Right? You got lucky this guy <laughs> right. knew what he was doing. Right. 
Um, but anyway, going back to the field position, like if they would have done that exact same thing, done it at a little bit of a different time for me. Yeah. And and basically what they were saying is that if you are floating free and you fall asleep in space, it turns out that you will just kind of end up in the field position. Right. I would have been so good with that. Yeah, me too. I, I would have been totally fine yeah. with that if they could have worked that in some other way right. other than she gets inside, stretches, and falls asleep. Right. That that didn't work. But the <laughs> idea in there I I would have thought was pretty cool. Yeah. What happens right before she falls asleep, I could not stand, though. Right. She gets out of her suit, and she just does this like crazy weird stretching thing. Yeah. Like, you know, like you were on vacation in Saint-Tropez and woke up right. and got out of bed and went, oh, I'm doing the stretching. Yeah. Yeah. And it yeah. was just, it was the weirdest looking kind of stretching. Yeah. And not only was it just kind of weird looking, like really just kind of like showboating this weird stretch for yeah. some reason. But it was also, I was just sitting there at that point going, what the hell are you doing? Right. If I were outside and I just saved your life and I might be in more danger, I'd be like, do you think you could stretch <laughs> right. and even, when I'm inside? Like, even if you didn't, right, right uh, you're still this is a lot dead. Of danger. Yeah, there's right? still a I lot mean, of danger around. Yeah. You, are, you are still yeah. no closer to extending your lifespan <laughs> just <laughs> right. because you got in here. Right, yeah. And she, oh, I'm going to stretch. And right. I was like, oh. I mean, that's like trying to sell whatever it is that you're trying to sell at that yeah. point. You're trying to sell it way too much. Right. And at that point, I don't even know what you're trying to sell. I was clear. There's, yeah. there's a lot of the yeah. very clear metaphors going on in right. this. And obviously, like the fetal position itself kind of is. Sure. And then – um the other biggest one is like way at the end, yeah. but there are a, there there, there are a lot of them, right? Yeah. That one I don't know. But that one I'm like I don't even I don't know what that's yeah. supposed to mean that right. you just do this crazy stretch right. and that like relates to life somehow yeah. or like uh, I, you know I don't know all pleasure is like the release of tension and yeah. I was I really know. tense outside, and now I'm not, and now I'm very pleased. I don't know what well, like, he was like trying to said, say. Like you said, also, and one of the other things that's constantly going on is, you know, she's always out of oxygen. Right. She's moving right. from one out of oxygen place to the next to the next. And, and as, soon as, she, as soon as she gets a lot of oxygen, there's a fire. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Right, I thought that was great. But even if they had been some, like, brief, like what you were saying, just a reconciliation about, like, Low oxygen, too much carbon dioxide, whatever, and all of a sudden you get a bunch, you get a little sleepy. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. But like you said, really, she gets in, she does this yoga thing, and then she <laughs> right. fizzles up, and then time passes, and you know, I guess it's time to try to go and home. Then we, and then we move on it's to the next so thing. Weird. Yeah. It was very weird. It's but, almost like specifically in there just to show off some budget X, SFX. You know, <clears throat> we got we got some more special effects to do. Yeah, I don't know, but um, that does, I guess, kind of bring up the point that it is. It is very interesting. The special effects. Uh, I think you, you, you can't you can't never talk about the special effects, even though ultimately, <clears throat> like you said, you know, with the IMAX thing, it is almost like there there is a slightly different version of this movie. Yeah, that's that, what you were saying last night. Yeah. That is like just the thing that you go to the IMAX when they're not playing a movie, and right. it's just like you go to the IMAX and it's like. Space, right, or yeah. nature, or, the Amazon, or but you know whatever it is, yeah. where they're just showing off the abilities of the IMAX right. and going, look at this crazy <laughs> awesomeness, yeah. right? 
And this is like the one called Space, where yeah. it's just some you know half hour movie that you go to the IMAX yeah. just so that they can blow you away and you go, oh my god, look right. at that. Yeah. And this movie is like, let's make that movie, except make a movie out of it somehow. Right. Right. But we don't need a story for that. Right. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we just need awesome special effects. But yeah. some of the, you know, what I've heard a lot of critics even back at like film festivals and stuff. What a lot of them keep throwing out is uh, I have no idea how they did a lot of the stuff in this movie. And yeah. and I don't either. I have no clue. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what I do know. Apparently, I don't even know this, but this is what I read um, this morning, which is the most obvious thing. They didn't take them up to a space station. Like this, right. was, not, this was not done in outer space. Right. Or even really truly done the way Ron Howard did Apollo 13, which was just taking yeah, which was up a 30-second free fall. Yeah. Which I love that whole thing. But there were parts, you know, Alfonso Cron did one of these really amazing things three times in Children of Men, where he had these long shots, these like 10 or 15 minute shots where he staged everything and the camera never cut away. These are too long to be believed like those rocket drop shots that Ron Howard did. Right, like, right. There's just, those are only 30 seconds long at most. Right. There, there are lots of parts, especially when time. she's outside. Yeah. Um, and she... It's forever feeling There, like. There's a... Big part when they get to the space station, there that actually takes up a fair amount of time in right. the movie. If you go to like you know just before they get there, when they're like just about to get there, and then they actually get there, and by and then by the time she actually gets in yeah. to do her fetal position or whatever, that's there's a long, a long time. Shot. Yeah. And during her, you know, they they kind of just run into it. They don't have control, yeah, no, really. Yeah, right. And so they just run into it. And wherever you are, that's where you are. And now you have to get to where you actually need to be need. to get inside. Yeah. And she has a ways to go. And a lot of the stuff that happens there yeah. is really long shots like that, yeah. where we're yeah. not cutting away to a different part. And some of it is just... Visually, bizarre. This, yeah, it is like crazy awesome. We've got problems with it, and we're talking about it as we're going through it. But one thing I think we definitely both agreed in uh, upon last night, which was if it is a movie graded only on the visual spectacle, this is a five star A plus film across the board. That they basically found a way to make space look absolutely like you've never seen space look before. Like every single thing that they encounter, even when it, I was paying attention at some point to just the nuances where she's in the beginning of the film trying to fix the part of the, of the wow, well, okay, that's better, trying to fix part of the uh, telescope and the grid that she's working on. And there are like just like free floating cables and things that are bumping into her. And she's just like bumping them back with her arm or pushing her shoulder into it to give herself more room. That, that attention to, wow. Okay, there I am. That um, that attention to detail is so magnificent. It'd be awesome if that's when I come into the show 40 minutes in. But that attention to detail is I, so... I think I, I found a way to... I, I found a fix of something. Okay. I think the only thing that it fixed is what we hear. Right, I'm sure. I'm sure they've been hearing us. But um, that attention to detail, if you're not literally in space actually makes me think you're a little bit insane. That you want to make it look that perfect and that believable. And it's not about the, the later spectacle where 
all the debris comes and the debris creates more debris. Like it's it's almost like biblical, like this begat this begat that. The fact that like there's just a cable in her way or or she's bumping into something else. And they didn't like really put her in a zero gravity environment to do that, that he would pay that much attention and make sure that everyone sees it. That's that's beyond admirable. That's like right. a perfect example of right. I now feel more and like he's, I know what space he's is that like. kind of guy too. He really in, is in everything. He is I mean, he, he is that kind of guy. But I was blown away by the visuals. I mean, we the story is absolutely lacking, and and the story that exists that gets facilitated and worked on is only good because, you know, George Clooney's the man. Yeah. This movie is stellar, no pun intended, but it's awesome. You know, stellar stuff when he's in it, and when he's not in it, that's when it really suffers. Because, like what you said, I don't think Sandra Bullock is necessarily the right one to be in this film for yeah. this role but when he's there they're great and and it's just you know, well you know it is what it is it's it's this vehicle that right, they're trying right. to put out but, um, but but you know it does it works from the special effects side of things it's, um, it's it's incredible it's worth going to see even if at the end if, if i was completely sure at the end, that you would hate it. Right. I would still tell you to because, go see yeah. it. You said that last because time. I thought that was funny. I thought that was great. It's worth seeing this yeah. happen, even if you, at the end, said, mm-hmm. well, as a movie, I mean, that sucks. Well, it's I'll weird. never watch it again. But you still will have seen this. When you said that to me last night, and I agree with it completely, I was trying to think of like how I, how I would think of telling somebody that. And I would say, you're not... This, this isn't a movie of all kinds of smart stuff. There's not a lot of quotable things. It's not even a movie about story or, or idea it's an experience right like it and that that sells like what you said before about it being an IMAX film like right. you really go to this movie for the experience of being in this movie not for a story you're not going to think about these characters again no but you'll remember how crazy everything looked and how and, amazing and, it and the, the and, thing that's weird is that it could have been both yeah I agree. pretty easily I very think very easily yeah I think. and it's you know the funny thing is uh, you just said and i Love the instant reaction review. So I pat myself on the back there. Uh-oh. Uh because you just said and and this is like, you know, we haven't had tons of time to think about yeah. it over and over. And we even though we talked about it for a little while yeah. uh outside the theater, we you know, we haven't like really, really gone, gone crazy, right? right? But what you just said like, you know, you're not gonna remember these characters and you know, the the story's lacking. I can really only barely remember anything anyone said. And, you know, you said there's not like a lot of quotable lines yeah. or whatever. Every If they would have just put some more interesting dialogue. I mean, I can remember some of the stuff that George Clooney said at the beginning about telling the stories. Right, and there's, the, right. you know, did I tell you the one about this? Oh, yeah, and, yeah. and there, you know, there's some parts where you can remember what he's talking about and everything. But right. there's all this stuff in the middle of the movie where Sandra Bullock is saying all this stuff. She's, she's got a lot of lines. She talks a lot and she's mostly talking to herself. And she, uh, at one point somehow picks up a radio from earth, or at least she thinks she does, or who knows exactly what happens. Right. And she has her little strange experience thing, but you know, she does a lot of talking and she says, you know, tell my baby that I didn't give up and stuff and she right. has this whole thing but other than that like I can't remember what anyone said and you could have done know. some really interesting dialogue and had someone who could deliver it better yeah and it could have been both it right. could it could have been something where 
And, and, you know, for me, the problem with Sandra Bullock is, and, you know, maybe a lot of people will see this movie and won't have this at all, and it's just my bias, but for me, uh, whatever it is, you know, Alfonso Cuaron is not making this movie thinking this is just all it is. It's just this one layer. Right. He thinks there's this whole other layer. Very clearly. Yeah. And the problem is that in the final result that we get, he's wrong. Right. It just doesn't actually exist. It You can see there are hints of it. Yeah. And what you can see mostly is him trying to do it, mm-hmm. not the actual thing. Right. You know, you, him succeeding you, at it. You, you, can't, you yeah. can't actually see it. You can right. see this is where what he thinks you're going to get is this. Yeah. But it's not really there. Right. And I think it's Sandra Bullock's fault. That's that could yeah. just be me. It could be a lot of his fault too. I'm not really sure, but a lot of he starts, uh, you know, talking about what she wants dead George Clooney to say to her daughter. Right. I don't believe anything she said. Yeah. I don't. But at that point, I don't believe she ever had a daughter. I mean, you know, she doesn't. Right. She doesn't. Yeah act right or something i don't i don't know what it is she she doesn't act in a way that lets me into the lines that she's supposed to be delivering and the emotions that she's supposed to be having right she just looks like someone who you know it's almost like like this is the craziest thing i think i've probably ever said on here but it it's <laughs> okay. it's almost like uh, if you ever watch, <laughs> seriously, this is, this, this is totally crazy. But wait. if you ever watch shows about sociopaths, like okay. uh, like I've seen these. psychological shows where they don't actually have any emotions, oh right, but no, they get not. good at pretending that they have emotions because they they mimic right? what they see around them right. As an they right. and and so it's I like they're acting right. right? Except that really, if you pay any attention, they're really bad at it. Right. Some of them get really good they at it or whatever, right, but but, they are not. but mostly they're bad at it because they don't really have the emotion. They know what emotion you expect them to have right now, right. and then they pretend they have it. Right. And that's how I felt watching her. Yeah. Like she like she never had an emotion in her life, and now she's trying to pretend that she's having mm-hmm. this specific one, and that's, that's it. Just felt really hollow when she's. You know, I should be because you know I'm a, I can be a sappy guy at this I've seen you type cry. this type of stuff. You know, <laughs> at oh yeah, all the time. Yeah. At, at this type of stuff, I should be feeling you should the be emotion, something. right? Or you should I be should at it. Yeah. I should be invested in this pretty I well. Though, I yeah. I have kids. Yeah. I I can try to. Being, you know, right. be you in her shoes and, really, and yeah, stuff. There's a lot of room there, and and she's not, yeah, she's not getting it out well, to me. And this is like what we were saying last night too. The film is written by Alfonso Cuarón and his son uh, Jonas, I think. I can't, I think it's Jonas, and that's it. There's not a whole list of other people, and Alfonso directed it. So when he's got this film to where you're talking about, which is which is just her doing this monologue, and she's supposed to be panicky and, and relating to all these things that either are or are not happening. This is where he wants the film to be. He's got her in the movie. Right. He wrote it. He's directing it. He's in total charge of this. And you've got to right. expect that she's giving what he wants or he would have gotten something different. It, it's Yeah, I think the blame is like there. Well, like, the, the only... It, actually, you put it on her, but I'm splitting it. Even though I love Alfonso Cuaron's work, I'm just like, whatever you were trying to do, 
didn't hit here. But I, this is all I him. I agree, except to the extent that uh, while he did write it and he is directing it, he is not all of the producers of it. That's true. So that's true. It could and be certainly. It could be that uh, whoever's in charge, which I think George Clooney is actually he, one of the producers. I wonder, is, I wonder if he's. Uh, but if uh, you know, it could be that all the money behind the movie said, we want Sandra Bullock. She's uh, big oh. right now. and Corona's one of the producers, too. We want, we want her to be in it. I don't know. You, you, know you never know. You never right? know. And, and people sometimes think, erroneously, uh, that the director is the guy in charge. Right. And that's fine if you're being directed, because you kind of are. If you're under the director, he's in charge, but he's not the guy who makes all the stuff right. far from it, actually. And, and Alfonso Cuaron, as much as he has done great things, and he's done things that make a lot of money, he's right. still not Steven Spielberg no, yet, right. where Steven Spielberg makes a movie, and he really he's is in charge, right? Or, or there are, at any given time throughout history, there are like four or five guys Right, who really are the guys yeah. as in charge as it gets, yeah. and yeah. when they say this is what's going to happen in their right. movie, that's what's going to happen. Exactly. But most people, I don't know that he's there. Where it could be, yeah, that someone said, "Look, it's going to be Sandra Bullock, and I'll make your you, movie and do the best you right. can." That's it, it could be. It might not have been. Maybe, maybe he loved her. Maybe yeah, he maybe he thought she was great. I we thought did, and, I thought and, she was kind of wooden. And a lot of people. Don't agree with us at the moment. A lot right. of people give this like five out of five stars. It's getting, like you said earlier, Metacritic has it at 96 or 98, and Rotten Tomatoes is near 100 if not right. 100. I mean, we're dissenting a Which bit. Which is insane. It, it, but, yeah, we are in dissent a little bit, but not wholly like, wow, she tanks this film. But a quick side, because we're getting close to the end of the time. We didn't even mention it. I love to have, having Ed Harris be the voice of the NASA uh, yeah, yeah. command center, just because... It's easy to remember, like, Apollo 13. And right. The film. I mean, he was basically that guy. I just imagined him in that same vest and that same close <laughs> right, right. haircut, and he was just talking back to them. And, and you never see Ed Harris at all in the film. Right. You just, you, it's just a very comforting kind you of never, You thing. never see anyone else No, you alive. don't. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's true. You see a few, you see those two you see a and, few corpses, right, yeah. but you never actually see yeah, anyone else's face while they're alive. It's this, a really movie, interesting which, movie, which is crazy in its own way too. Yeah, and more difficult to to do. It's it, a, it's a no matter what you're trying to do with the movie, it's yeah. a difficult movie to make. Yeah, and I think what happened really is that if <laughs> if you're trying to make this is another one of those movies where every once in a while we say if this movie was worse, I'd have liked it more. Yeah, and, that's a weird way to think of it. And it, every, like, every once in a while we. We end up throwing that out, yeah. and uh, this is a movie where if it had just stuck with the one level, yeah, and went, look, it's this, is what, this is what it is, yeah. and we think you'll like it and be entertained and everything. Right. I would have probably actually ended up liking this more, more. because yeah. it's all of the parts where we're trying to be, we're trying to throw in all this like two thousand one mm-hmm. depth crazy uh here's how this translates into all of life and all of human right. experience right. and it, this is this not the movie exactly but like what she goes through is metaphor for all of this other right. stuff about life it's all of the stuff where that tries to happen and goes wrong yeah. that i don't like the movie that's right. so it, 
there's like two options basically. We could have either just stuck with the one level, or we had to do a lot of stuff a lot better, right? Trying to get the other levels in, and then I could have liked this a lot more. Yeah. If we would have, and it's funny because some of the things are like so small, you know, like they really are. They don't even add up. Like that end is so small. Yeah. It just irritates me. It. That, <laughs> I'm not one who's really easily bugged by something like that, and then have it really hurt the overall film. But I that that was the second or third go around he had at ham handing this motif of something big as a metaphor. Right. And I'm like, man. And the worst the bad. worst problem for it for me is that. There are some moments where he did an okay job of it. You yeah. Know, there are some moments where, uh, you know, one of the other problems I have to say, say really okay. quick is that um, this is not the movie where I want her, and I mentioned this last night, but this is not the kind of movie where I want her to just barely survive 800 times. Yeah, right. You said, yeah. And if, for, I don't know why that is not. Right. On more people's radar, yeah. because that is, you know, it's sort of there is a certain extent to where uh, one of the ways you build tension anyway, or one of one of the movifications of events yeah. is that that's just out of my reach. Right. right? Or, you know, she's got to grab onto this thing or else she's going to float away. Right. And that's it. Right. And she just barely makes it. And you see like her fingers yeah, touch it and then she that. just gives it that one more oomph and yeah. then she can reach it or right. something right. and you know that's movies that's, right. that's how stuff happens in movies she has to do that so many times <laughs> Every time, in, right. in this movie that it's just it's irritating and then it, it's bad enough that this debris is going to come through and destroy everything yeah. but then they overplay that too because then there's there's basically like a million pieces of debris that all have to miss her they must have and run. hit everything around yeah, her, yeah. right? I mean, they build those Russian space shells out of like <laughs> knives and bullets. <laughs> everything right. was deadly. I mean, I guess oh, we're getting close to the end, and I guess my parting thought on the whole thing was it was really fun to experience as a as a spectacle, right. you know? Almost like when people complain about who's in Jurassic Park or whatever the next big... Big effects. Right, right. I'm like, I don't care. The dinosaurs are the star. Right. The the camera work, the special effects, all that stuff is really the star when George Clooney is gone. Clooney, in just right. a supporting role, is still the star of this film. Right, movies. right. But and I he, really and like, he, when he comes back, right, it's almost weird. Yeah. There, there's a point where he comes back for like a minute yeah. or a minute and a half or right. something, and he comes back and it's almost like disorienting. Yeah. For him to show back up and be awesome again. Right, again. Just breathe it up. Yeah. And you're like, man, because then you're like, I've been missing. This. Right, that right. Was, and it's so easy for that minute to recapture all the stuff that was great about the first third right, that right. he was in. But I like Alfonso Cuaron. I like, he hasn't done a ton of movies, but I really liked his Harry Potter entry. I yep. like City of Men, uh, Children of Men. And I really think he's smart and talented in all kinds of ways. And I thought with George Clooney attached to this and him, and you know I'm all right with Sandra Bullock most times. I I thought this was going to be bigger, you know, right. more story, more amazing, more character, Solaris or Moon or you know something right, right. going on here. And instead, I got kind of tricked into a big special effects IMAX thing that just happened to have George Clooney and Sandra Bullock in it for a bit. Right. And and for me that doesn't make a five star film. That makes 
close to a five star experience. It makes a lot of fun. You know, it really is great. Right. But it's not as a movie, which this has to be looked upon. It's not that. It's not that amazing. I mean, it's like what you said though. We'll knock this thing down, and then at the end, we'll be like, "You gotta go see it." Right. Right. I mean, what a weird. Because you do. You you do. You it's really just, do have to go see it, and yeah. and I don't think. You know, in all of the years that I've been doing this and 3D coming and going, I mean, not even this show, but being a movie critic, right. I don't think there's more than like one or two times that I've ever said right. you have to see it in 3D. Right, right, yeah. Because I agree. I, because most of the time it's like, eh, if you can see it in 3D, fine. Right. And even stuff that's really good in 3D, I still feel like, yeah, you know, if you only see it in 2D, though, right? Whatever. Yeah, this is it's, one not gonna, it's not going to. It's not going to end really anything. Hurts. But this one is you've got to you, do it. You have to go see it in 3D. Right. It's it's and crazy. It, it's not like one of these films that everyone loved, like Titanic, and then it gets re- released in 3D, and you're like, oh, well, you've got to see. No, I mean, great, but no, this. Right. There, there are films sometimes. Although where, speaking of that, you know, The uh, Wizard of Oz uh, came out in 3D, and uh, that was. Cool. I didn't see it in 3D. I was actually kind of <laughs> yeah. nervous to see it, but um, this is one of those where I tell people, yeah, you got to see it. You got to see it in a first run theater. You can't see it in a screen that's eighty percent going right, to show you stuff. Right. And then in the corner of the curtain, you can still see like Sandra Bullock moving and acting, like because they don't have a screen big enough. <laughs> right. You've got to see this as big as you can in 3D. Like go. And if you, I, I would imagine seeing this in IMAX would be really great. Would actually like, be literally like. You would Crazy. feel untethered from your they, own chair. But it, it, I, I would not be surprised. And here we are, like you said, bagging on the movie right. and saying how everyone has Go to have it. it. Yeah. I, I would not be surprised if they didn't figure out some way to just have this always at IMAX. It like would, it forever. It like be. if it just ran, okay. you know, one day uh, yeah. one day a week or one day every two weeks for like the next five years. Yeah. I mean, because it could it works. It, because it would sell. Right. You, people would still go see it. Yeah. And and it wouldn't matter if they'd seen it before or you know, didn't love the movie or whatever. It's, would you, just, here's, it's that crazy good. Here's the hypothetical goofy question as we're getting near the end. Would you see it again in an IMAX theater? I would see it again. In I, was, IMAX I was just about theater. to say, you know what? If I was near an IMAX theater like in Boston and, and or here's, this was there, I'd be like, you know what? I gotta see that. And and I gotta do it again. Here's, here's, and I wouldn't be duped by the story this time. I I'd just be like, look at all the pretty. The the <laughs> exactly. Be like, You'd be going. And I would be like, ah. I'd be reaching for it. Right. You know? And you know the funny thing is that uh, you throw that out, and uh, oddly enough, you don't do that very often. No. Even though it's like part of my shtick that I don't see stuff you again really very often. That's why I, right? yeah. Right. And <laughs> you would think that every once in a while you'd throw that out, like, would you see it again? Well, because because that's, that's a big test for me, really, yeah, I because agree. I don't see a lot of stuff. And what's weird about it is I will never see this movie again. Right. But I would actually go would see it in IMAX. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm not what happens right. probably unless – you know, someone you else have to, forces me yeah. to or something. Right. And I'm like, ah, fine, I'll watch it. Whatever. But I would never go, go see it. you know, I don't have that time where I don't have something better to watch. This does not make the grade for watching yeah. again. But in an IMAX, I would. I would. It, and it's it, only 90 minutes. Right. 85 would, if you take out the credits. Right. And, all right. Anyway, all right, we got to go. Um, <laughs> next week, I'm not sure what's going on, but we will be back. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just a note really quick as we're running out of time that uh, we are kind of getting towards awards season Yeah, it's getting there. And uh, if you've been with us for a while, 
you know that the closer it gets to the end of the year, the more chance there is that we will be doing multiple movies yeah. per week as uh, you know all the award screeners come in, and yeah. and then we start getting blasted with stuff, and who knows what we'll be doing. Yeah. So if uh, if we miss something that you want us to do, you right. know, send us an email and we will catch up we'll try with, with some stuff yeah. that because we're only doing one a week. Right. So we will try to we've obviously missed movies. Right. <laughs> um but yeah, we gotta get out of here. So yeah. um thanks a lot for tuning in and uh, it was great to get a lot of emails over the past couple of weeks, even though no one asked us any questions. All right. But ask us questions. Uh share with your friends, favorite us Subscribe on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio and all that awesome stuff. And uh, once again, thanks so much for tuning in. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.